This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered! Well, I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Top of the morning to you, East Coast, West Coast. What's up? Welcome to another edition of the Bostonian versus the book here on props.com on the props Twitter account. It's pinned on top of my Twitter and Boston versus the book. You always can find it on Twitter or on YouTube hour and a half or so depending on how long dave and i want to chat he's dave sherapen the book i am matt peralta i am the bostonian and we are into a wednesday dave the master starts tomorrow how are you i'm good um you know yeah we got a busy week ahead of us uh they've already postponed um two baseball games a tradition like no other is the masters as well as a tradition like no other of canceling games Baseball games on opening day back east. Um, at least the weather's nice here. It's heating up. Here's my question. You know, when you look at, they give you the Friday off day anyway, right? They built this into the schedule every year to make sure yep. they can push it to Friday. Yep. Do they call, Red Sox Yankees have been called off, that that was one of the two. Yep. So that frees up Thursday for me in a big way. So I'm very, I'm actually very excited about the fact that they postponed it to Friday because I can watch it. It's actually going to be on during the show on Friday, FYI, Dave. So I have Yankees, Red Sox out of the gate on Friday. But Thursday, I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's a, get out of the way for tiger type of thing. If you can move it to Friday, do you move it to Friday to get, to make sure your audience is going to be there for opening day? Yeah. I mean, it's a different audience, so it's, 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 I don't know. Is it? Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Hmm. You think baseball, baseball, unique, different audiences. I would say the demographic is very similar age wise. I mean, maybe age wise, old people. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's what i was saying i mean you're talking 40 plus i mean this is 40 year old plus territory for both opening day and for the masters for the most part yeah i mean i don't know i don't think um it's weird because like you know even the tiger excitement it's different uh, i don't think a lot of like you know younger have the same type of excitement for it that we do they have no memory of it they have no idea what it was like i guess it's crazy. It's like think. Tom Brady. It's just like Brady's just always been there. Tiger's just always been there. Like right. 25 yeah. years of Tiger Woods and 25 years of Tom Brady. It's just, it's always just kind of been there for them. They don't know sports really without it. They I don't guess. know the, the sports world without it. So it's funny I, I, because the baseball, I mean, it, it's exciting that it's starting for mm-hmm. a lot of people and then it fizzles out right away. It doesn't have, you know, I mean, we were texting earlier, you know, it's, you talk about it, you talk about it, then it starts. And then you get two weeks in and you're like, all right, give me to the playoffs of the other sports. Like, give me, you know, and then the draft will be here and then we won't be talking about the baseball for that week. And then mm-hmm. the Kentucky Derby will be the following week. And we'll be talking mm-hmm. about that. And it's always in the background. It's like background noise, but it's not. Right. Until Memorial Day. Memorial Day is the first 
guardrail where people kind of look up and go, oh, baseball. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> June, kids get out of school. Then you right. start kind of paying attention to the games a little bit. Then you get to the 4th of July and it's like, oh, okay. Now it's really into baseball season. And then August hits and it's football season. Right. <laughs> and then it's like, oh yeah, baseball playoffs. Oh yeah, forgot about that. Yeah. So baseball gets like a two-month window to own everything. But really, even in June, they're competing with the NBA playoffs in the Stanley Cup finals. It's just they aren't playing every single day anymore. Right. So baseball gets to fill the gap to get in between game two, game three, game four type of thing in between. Yep. So I kind of buried the lead a little bit, though. I am sporting at the moment the first ever BVB hat. That's nice. Lean in a little closer. Let's see what that really looks like. Oh, look at that. That's pretty nice. So here's here is a a a, a very up close look to it. So this is my daughter. Out, would you? you would put your what? hand in there so everybody can see the logo. There we go. Okay. So there's the hat. There's the back. Looks pretty good. So this is my daughter's hat. This is Madeline's. Yeah. So we go last night and we go to, to, to the local lids to get this thing done. So can I tell the story about everything, how this has happened, how like, crazy this is? So let, let, let me just explain this. So our bosses said to us, go find the hats you guys want to have. Go find the hats. And then yeah. we're going to get them made for you guys so you can wear them. But we don't want you buying hats that you don't want to wear because Dave is very particular. I'm pretty particular, too. Yep. So find the hats you want to wear. So I'm at Circa on, I don't know, two weeks ago. And there's a lid store in Circa. So I'm just like fooling around. And I'm like, hey, what, how do I get a hat made? And the kid's like, well, you got to get this file made. And I was like, but I got this like, you know, high resolution file on an email. Can I send it to you? He goes, no, it needs to be a DTS file. Mm -hmm. what the hell's dts he's like it's a file that needs to be made in order for the computer to understand how to make the hat like, all right fine so I'm like can we do that he's like yeah i'm like how much he's like 25 bucks i'm like whatever 25 bucks make it make it happen he's like all right it takes me two or three days okay this is on sweet 16 saturday yeah we so, were at the store that's when we were at the store together. yeah sweet 16 saturday so three four days go by i get nothing we go back, or maybe it was maybe it was maybe it was the the first round, because we go back together in Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, so it, it was it was the first it was the, it was the second round of on that Sunday, the second round. Right. So we go back together on 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 the, on the Saturday of the Sweet Sixteen. Yep. To get it made, like let's get it made. Let's go. Kids, like, um, I tried calling you. We, we had a logo problem. Like, logo <laughs> problem. What do we need a logo problem. Yeah, yeah. See, it won't it won't work. I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, give me till the next day. Give me two more days. Come back two days. I'm good. All right, fine. Come back two days later. Hey, um, yeah. It, so here's the problem. I'm like, what? I'm like, it's been nine days now. You said two days. He's like, look, it, it's gonna be made. I'll call you tomorrow. I promise you, it'll it'll be here. It'll be good to go. I go. Can I go to any lids or do I have to be here at Circa? Because I'm not coming back here much anymore. You know, bet bash is over. I'm not coming back here. He's like, yeah, go any lids you want. I'm like, all right, fine. So last night I go down there to the, there's a, by my house is a place called downtown Summerlin. So I went there. My daughter hears me talking about the BVB hat and like, oh, I'm going to make the hat. And she's like, daddy, can we go do this? And I'm like, Madeline, it's seven o'clock. She's like, so what? She's like, let's go down there and get it done. I'm like, all right, fine. I go down there and get it done. So we go down there, walk in at 7.05. Okay. Walk in at 7.05. Say, hey, I got this email. I got this file. Can you make this hat? He's like, yeah, go ahead and send it to me. 30 minutes later, the kid is still trying to figure out how to save the actual file. 
And I'm like, all right, I've entertained my kid kind of long enough here, but she's like uber excited that we're getting this hat. And then she's like, after a half an hour, she starts getting cranky and she's like, can I get a hat too? And I'm like, yeah, you can get a hat too. Go ahead. Let's keep you busy and occupied by going ahead and do this while this kid figures it out. So he finally figures it out. He's like, puts it on the hat. He's like, do you want it this big? And I'm like, I don't really want the logo being that big. Does it have to be that big? And he's like, well, I can change font. I can't change the logo, the size of the logo. I'm like, fine, go ahead. I'm like, but I want, you know, on the back, I want it to say props.com. He's like, yeah, go ahead. I'm like, all right, fine. So I grabbed the hat. He starts printing out the hat. Madeline goes and gets his hat. And he's like, okay, but before I finish this up, I got to charge you. I'm like, okay. He's like $140. I'm like, okay. I was so like, you I'm coming. I was like, I'm not, I, I'm not even like arguing at this point. I'm just too pissed off. But I'm like, 25 bucks for the logo. It took you nine days to get the logo done. 140 bucks for two hats. I'm now in 80 bucks a hat basically is what I'm in for with these hats. Mm -hmm. And I'm not even, I like the logo. I want it to be a little bit smaller. Mm -hmm. I like the hat. I like the 47 brand hat a lot. It's what I wear. Almost all my hats are 47 brand hats. I like my hats. So it, it fits nice. It feels beautiful. Not sure I would have gone in for 160 bucks on it though. Just <laughs> FYI. And then, and then you had Memphis blow the game. Oh, <laughs> gee, we'll get, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Then, then I had all, all that, all that going on. So it's just like, pff, pff, you so know, what was your patience level about 30 minutes in with you and Matt? When I realized floor? the kid wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed, I calmed down, but like at about seven 35, I, I went through the whole week with the kid. I'm like, Hey, <laughs> Like, just to give you an FYI as to what's going on at the moment, okay? I gave this to you guys 14 days ago. You told me it was two to three days to get the logo. Logo's not here. Logo's not done. Then there was a problem with the logo. After nine days, you guys had to send it back. And I went back again to get the thing made. It still wasn't going to work. So he told me to wait even more. So now I come down here and you've gone 35 minutes in and you can't figure out how to save the file. Um, this is all true. This is not good, man. <laughs> I was like, this is not good. I go, what are you going to do to make this right? He's like, I'm all, he's like, he's like, sir, I'm closing in 30 minutes. I'm not authorized to do any of this. I'm like, <laughs> all right, kid, just make the damn hat. I was like, just please make the hat. But like, I'm just like, just FYI, like you should got, you guys should refund something like the 25 buck fee that for that logo change, you guys should eat that. And he's like, I can't authorize that. I'm by myself. Like <laughs> I, I can't, I'm just like, yeah, all right, make the damn hat. And then he comes back with a price tag of 140. And I'm just like, I, you just, all right, man. I was like, just make the damn hat. Took the hat. Madeline was like the happiest. Like she thinks she's telling all of her friends. She has the second ever Bostonian versus the book hat. She, like ain't she lying. thinks, That's but she's true. not lying, but she thinks it's like a collector's item. She's like, I got a hat before Mr. Dave. That's she's like, I got a hat. She <laughs> she did. She's so proud of this fact that, she, that this is her hat. So it's, yeah. You need to get her walking around school with those, man. Maybe we'll start selling those damn things quick. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, what color you want? We can get, really get suspended. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're promoting gambling on school grounds. <laughs> hey, hey, everybody else is promoting gambling everywhere else. What the hell? Why not, right? I mean, yeah, listen, yeah. it's a cool hat. Yeah. Pierre says, I'm going to wait for the aftermarket hat on the street corner. <laughs> I don't blame you, dude. I would too. Go ahead. Get the knockoff 20 buck bin, right? When I wait, wait for it, it's, it's in the bargain bin. Fixed. We'll, oh, figure, yeah, yeah. we'll figure it out. No, it's fine. I don't mind paying for it. It's it's what I wanted to do because I wanted the prototype. 
this is a prototype. So I wanted to have something we could take to a place right. to say, here, mimic this. Like right. go and just go and get this done for us versus like waiting and, and sending it because it gets to be telephone, right? Like we tell one of our bosses, our bosses tell somebody else, that person tells the company, like it just gets to be like, and then it comes back and it's like, oh gosh, we're going to be very particular about this. Like this is the show. This is what you've started this obsession with hats. So the hat's got to look right. Like it's a very, and, and luckily our big boss totally gets it. Like Chris yeah. is like, Chris Crow is like, it's got to be a hat you guys like. If you don't right. like it, don't get it made. Right. So I, I'm fine with going ahead and 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 and, and making the, <laughs> the sacrifice and grabbing the first prototype. And it's loud and big, so I don't mind it being this big for the first time. Because at least I can go back and say, "Hey, I need one that's smaller." Like, can we right. shrink this down a little bit? It doesn't need to be right. as large as this is. But it is sort of the trend, right? You look at all the hats in lids. A lot of them are big. A lot of them have Ooh, like man, there's a, there's all different kinds of stuff. Like we'll we'll get it figured out. Don't worry about it. We'll we got people that will play with it best they can. You just got the wrong guy, and you got him thirty minutes before close. You know, like when you even go anywhere, thirty minutes before close. Like I mean, I, people would come in the book five minutes before close. Hey, I want to look at next year's NCA season wins. Hold on, buddy. Hold on. Closing <laughs> in five minutes. You want to make it better or not? Otherwise, come back tomorrow. Like. It's just at some point, well, I was, I'm only in town, this and that. You get to hear the whole story and you're like, yeah, I, I don't care. <laughs> stop, stop, just stop. It looks good on pink though. It really, it pops on the pink. It actually does. That looks pretty good. Yeah. It looks really nice on the pink. I was really surprised with, with the, on, on the pink set. So we can do male and female versions or if guys want our pink hats, I got no problem with that either. But, uh, cause the green really nice, the, the red stands out and the, and cause like the white doesn't wash it out a little bit, but the, but it does get a little bit of a, of a one note color on, on the wash. So, right. um, there's a picture on my Twitter account. You can see Madeline's face. Like she's completely like, she elated. looked happy. That's Oh sure. God. She was so happy. Like first thing she said to Julia, her friend comes and we drive her to school every morning. First thing was daddy, where's my hat? And I was like, uh. it's downstairs. And she's like, can I go show Julia? I'm like, yep. And she runs downstairs and she goes, I have the second ever BVB hat in existence. <laughs> like Julia has no idea what the hell that means. <laughs> but Brett, Brett, telling her BVB. That's very excited. Metal is very proud of herself that she's got this. Um, she's got it. So <laughs> SoCal DJ saying the black would eliminate a black hat. No, we've already fixed that. We'll just make this bit white. So you can just put this back, this B to be white and the yeah. hat will be black. Yeah. And it'll look sweet. So yeah. that that will be the alternative version. I will have a black hat. So like I'll have this. This is a 47 brand hat for the Celtics. 47 brand. So I will have this like this, but I'll have the B in white. So we'll do, we'll have all sorts of fun stuff. Like this is, we got plans, boys and girls. We're planning a, a bunch of fun stuff. So yeah. So I thought I'd share the $165 two hat story. <sighs> yeah. It's Vegas. You know, did Dave freeze? I think Dave froze because he has that look on his face. It's, it's not changing. I think Dave froze. Let's see if we can get Dave back in here and go ahead and uh, uh, yeah, get to the like rundown. I'll get him back. Okay. So we can get him on the rundown and we can get uh, going here. But so just so you guys know, we will have BVB hats. Those are coming at some point in the future. And there you go. Get a little full threads there. Uh, we'll have that. I will have prop t-shirts coming. We'll have other props. I don't know if we'll do BVB t-shirts. I think BVB hats make more sense just because of Dave's obsession. So we'll probably wind up doing that and we'll have opportunities to 
we got to figure out how we're going to give these things away and where we're going to give these things away. But I guarantee you by the draft, we should have, we'll, we'll have some hats ready to go for the NFL draft. So if you guys are coming into the NFL draft, we'll get this. That's the next big marquee event in Vegas that happens here in three weeks. And everybody will be jumping up and down and wanting to clamor and get a hold of this. I don't know where we're going to be for the draft. We probably will be just here and then in books. So we may just have like a meetup and do something of like a, Hey, let's meet at circa on Friday at X time. And we'll figure something out. And like, I don't know, we'll give away hats or have a, a meet and greet or something. I don't know, but it makes more sense to do it like that. Just because of the logistics of the NFL draft are going to be stupid. I see Dave, by the way. I don't know if he's. Dave, yeah, I got I him. I'm, I'm putting him in on the back end. Ah, okay. So once we, Dave's back. So we'll put him back in here in a second. And we'll run through my losses last night, which were just fundamentally unfair. And that, <laughs> hap- that, that, that happens in sports betting. I understand that, but it's still fundamentally unfair. What happened last night, with especially with the Memphis and Utah game, but the the total of that Bucks and Bulls game as to where that fell. I mean, my opening number of 228 was Dead, dead, dead. All right, we got him back. There you go. Uh-oh. We have the Max Headroom echo going, though. Testing, so, one, two, three. Oh, keep talking, Dave. One, two, three, four, five, six, okay, seven, eight, nine, ten. Good, good, good. All right, we're back. We're back. So let's go through this Memphis game. Memphis plus five and a half. Memphis is covering the entire game, Dave. Like, the, they're winning in the fourth quarter. Back and forth. They were, they were trailing by five after one. They tied it at halftime. It was tied after three quarters. Was tied going to overtime. Well, they hit a shot, though. Like, back to your question the other day. When you're down by three and you're catching five and a half, do you want overtime? No. The answer is always no. The answer is always no. <laughs> you don't want overtime. You want to cash this out and be done with it. Bain hits a three. Game tied. Goes to overtime. Game falls six. Yeah. Like in overtime, the game falls six. Yeah. I just like fell down. I was like, you got to be kidding me. The entire day we're doing fine. Because on the other side, CLV value, my goodness, 228 the and a half the opener closes at 231. It was up to as high as 233 for the Bulls and the and the Bucks. And it falls 233. Nice job yeah. out of the books right there. My goodness. I mean, the number original number was good. The closing number was better. <laughs> it just, it's just, it, it happens. It was 2420 you know? after the first quarter. I bet it live. I had, I got 213 and a half over live. I tried to middle it. I had, I had like a 20. I had a, if you bet 233, you had a 20 point middle. After there. the first quarter? Mm. It was wow, 24. That's a, that's a big move. It was 24-20. The third quarter was sick. They scored like almost like 100 points in the third yeah. quarter. Yeah. It was since they came out and they couldn't miss. Both teams just hitting everything. And I was like, all right, well, I have over 213 and a half. That's going to hit. But can I keep it under 228 and a half? Nope. If you, bet it, if you, if you had bet it under, 230, if it, under 233, you pushed and won when you came back. But right. whew, that was not fun last night. Not a good time. Uh, that's part of the that's part of the game. That's what that's what happens. You know, yeah. it's, you get days like that where they go your way and you get days where they don't. Yeah. 
So the Lakers are now officially eliminated. How do we feel about the Lakers gone going fishing? We've been telling everybody for two months this was going to happen. I'm, <laughs> I'm not surprised at all. I'm only surprised they lost by 11 instead of 12. You want to talk about another half-point loss? Yeah. We said people were, you know, told them to, to bet against the Lakers, and they probably got – they had to lay 12 and a half. Um, you know, but they were that down number by, was right. They were down by 28 points at one point in that game. How did that thing not cover? I don't know. That's – I I went to I went to sleep. I thought it was over. I, I went to sleep. I didn't watch it, and I woke up this morning and saw the score. I was like, "Did that really happen?" And then I watched it. You know, I went and looked at the box score. Listen, they're done. They did us all a favor that we don't have to talk about them anymore. I have no idea what they do with that team. You made a good point about like trading LeBron at the trade deadline. They got to blow something up. Like something got to blow up. I don't know what it is, but something has to be blown up. Both have to go. If you're the Lakers, who's got the balls to pull the trigger to trade LeBron James and Anthony Davis? It's all you got. It's your only option. Otherwise, you're going to run it back and it's the same story. And maybe you say, okay, we're going to go try to add, you know, we're not going to miss out on the DeMar DeRozan type of trade like we did this time around. Okay. But people aren't clamoring to play with a 38-year-old LeBron anymore. No. He's he's a piece. He's not the centerpiece. He's 38 years old. What are you gonna get for them? For Anthony Davis, a lot. I mean, AD would bring are you? a lot. Yeah, he's injury prone, and that's the biggest knock on him. But when the dude's right, the dude's right. Like get him into a off-season workout program. He it's got way too many soft tissue injuries. I mean, it's embarrassing how often that guy's missing games, but try to figure out a way. And that was a knock on him when they traded him from New Orleans to the Lakers was, can he stay healthy? And he did for one bubble, you know, run to win one ring. But is it safe to say that the four years, even with one ring with LeBron James in Los Angeles has been a disaster? I mean, I don't know how you measure it and say it's a success. I mean, I don't know if it's a disaster. It's not what they expected. No, there's no, there's no, I mean, they have to be like, Oh, like a deep breath going. Okay. Now what do we do? Like, how do we get out of this? There has to be that thinking in there. If he plays this week, if he plays now, he's going to get buried media wise, everything else. He can't play. Right. You're the one who made the point, and I think it's right that he wants the scoring title. So if he wants the scoring title, he's going to play. I thought they'd shut it down, and you're like, well, look at the scoring race. And he's he's one and .2 ahead. Like, it's a a razor-thin margin. He needs to play because the guys who are behind him are going to play, and they could have 40-point games. If they do, if he plays, I swear. I don't know. Somebody's got to tap on his shoulder and say, let this one go. Just let it go. I hope so. Not sure it's going to happen, but I hope so. All right. Before we get to Rob from beatingthebookie.com here in just one second, talking masters and everything else, let me ask you a quick question about this came up this morning. And as a bookmaker, I'm curious how you would handle this. The New Orleans Pelicans are going to play in the play-in tournament. Zion's stepfather yesterday on a podcast said that he expects Zion to play this year with the Pelicans. (laughs) He ain't playing. 
You sure? He ain't playing. I mean, why would he play? If I'm the Pelicans, they're in the why playoffs. Would I want him to play because they're in the playoffs. They maybe we haven't seen him play. I mean, this was always why they made the deal at the deadline to go get talent, right? To go and say, if Zion comes back. I don't, I don't, I mean, so if he plays, well, we, I mean, we're not adjusting the numbers. No, based on playing or not playing. You're not touching the numbers. No numbers are what they are. I mean, what are they going to do? Going to go win two, two playoff series. Cause Zion's back. Maybe. I don't know. We'll have to see it. I don't know. He's if he comes back right, I mean, like in shape and healthy. He's a former number one pick overall. He's an athletic freak. Like he can go off for 30 and 10 a night in the playoffs. Okay. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying it's an interesting look as to like, if you're a bookmaker, what do you do? Do you play defense on that in case he does play? I let him bet the Pelicans for whatever they want. They ain't winning those. I mean, they ain't winning the Western Conference. They oh, may no, win no, no, a couple no. games. They, I don't even know. Depending on the matchup, I don't even know if they could win a series. Right. Um, but a seven-game series with Zion stepping. If they got out of the play-in and he can play, I mean, Pelican fans are going to want him to play. They're going to say, why is this guy playing? I mean, he's our whole franchise. If I'm on the team, I'm not sure if I want him to play if he ain't, isn't right. Like, I don't know if I just would play this whole season. We made this nice second half run. CJ McCollum has obviously been helped great. a ton. Yeah, yeah, it's been awesome. Ingram's been good. And then you throw you, you, you throw Zion in there. I mean, if they're good with it, then I'm good with it. You know what I mean? Like, if the right. team is good with it and says, all right, we, we want him in, maybe he'll play 20 minutes a game. Him coming off the bench would help. If you throw him in cool. and mess up the rotation – I don't know how much that helps. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I it's a good discussion. It would be something in the room. Maybe somebody would go, "Hey, we got to lower the odds on him." Right. I I'd rather people let him bet him. <laughs> Myself. Let's get to our guy Rob. Last time we saw him, he was here in Las Vegas for the NCAA tournament, beating the bookie.com, joining us here on the Bostonian versus the book. Let's get some masters plays. He was sweating some golf with us actually while we were watching it. What's up, my guy. friend Matt and Dave? How are you? Good to see you. Pretty good. How are you guys doing? Oh man, we're great. How 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 are you? I mean, all you're doing is is, is Let's start off before we get to the Masters. You're at the most ridiculous comeback in the NHL last night. You're at the Panthers game. They're down four. I don't know four one five four, one at one four point. nothing. Yep. Yeah. Five and, one. And yeah, yeah, and they come back and win in overtime. How cool was the game? And two, is this team really going to win the Stanley Cup? I mean, seriously. You know what? Is when they were down, when they went down, like. Five one. I didn't really think it was over because last week they came back. They were down six two to the Devils with uh, fifteen minutes left. They came back. They won seven six. So this team just has something about them where the whatever they're down doesn't really matter. And if you're down four to the Leafs and you can come back and beat a hot Leafs team who just smoked the the Lightning the night before, I think you're in a pretty good spot considering you got. Probably your worst performance of this season from Bobrovsky. Um, Spencer Knight came in, came in and you know cleaned up a little bit. Only gave up one goal, 
but they have so much firepower on offense with Huberto and Barkov. And even last night we saw Radko Gudis like with a shorthanded bomb from like 50 feet. Yeah. Um, so this team, if, if Gudis is scoring goals like that, it's going to be a problem for a lot of teams because they play very physical this year also. So I think uh, we're kind of seeing the, the Panthers and the Leafs kind of take over the East. I think you're seeing kind of Carolina kind of take a step back. Mm. Um, but the Panthers right now, I mean, they're just playing lights out. So uh, I was worried about the playing the Leafs last night, but there was a lot of Toronto fans there because, you know, all the snow, all the snowbirds come down to Florida for the winter. A lot of Toronto fans there and they left uh, pretty unhappy. You know, the show's called Bostonian versus the book. You said the Leafs and the Panthers. You, you know, the guys, I mean, <laughs> the Bruins, the Bruins are not even a consideration. <laughs> They're all right. I just don't think they have the, I think they don't have the offensive firepower really. Oh. You know? uh, here's yeah, my they question. Got a better, they got a better goalie than your guys. Yeah. But I mean, I always think good offense beats good defense, you know? So. Well, that's okay. There's my question. So in the postseason, we're always seeing three, two hockey games, five and a half is sort of the number that the books put up in the postseason because it's grindy out type of hockey. You betting overs on Florida playoff games? Are we going to see them get into that type of game like last night, where they're in? You know, they're down five one. They're winning game seven six. Is that yeah? I mean, I can. I could tell you, Dave. Dave can probably attest to this. I don't think they're going to be laying a five and a half number with the Panthers playing. Uh, I just don't see that happening. Maybe six, six at the lowest. But this is the new NHL. I mean, these guys are scoring goals. Um, It's like the NFL took you know leaps and bounds towards offense. We're kind of seeing the same thing. You know, in the NHL, uh, even college football, you know, we see these college football playoff games is 49 to 35. Um, so, yeah, a hot goalie can win you a Stanley Cup like with the Blues. But I think that's it's ultra rare for a goalie to go that good for an entire postseason without blowing up at some point. Um, and, you know, Bobrovsky has been good this year. I mean, he shut out the Blackhawks uh, for nothing. So he he has those good performance sprinkled in. As long as he can get two good performances and just blow up once every three games, I think you're fine there. And Spencer Knight's also very Spencer Knight's also very durable. I mean, he's got playoff experience from last season. He his first playoff game, he beat the Lightning. So I think they have a lot of experience and they have two pretty pretty good goaltenders. Um, and I love their coaching. So of course it's the playoffs. So we'll see what happens. What, what, the, the chat's going all bonkers about the ice in Florida. What, what, what's the problem going on down there? Every, everyone's saying that you guys have garbage ice and that's why teams hate playing there. That's why you're going to win. I mean, they, they, they have one of the best road records too. So would they, they smoked the wild in Minnesota. So, you know, how was the ice in Minnesota? I mean, anybody can say, you know, people said the same thing last year about Tampa Bay's ice, you know, I mean, it just, yep. It's Florida. We have more humidity, but when you step into the arena, I mean, I've been to the arena and I have season tickets for the Panthers, but I've been to the arena in Calgary, Vancouver, uh, Vegas, a couple of weeks ago for the Panthers game. It's the same. These arenas are the same temperatures inside as, as the Panthers. So um, I don't know what, you know, they might say the ice is garbage, but let, it's going to be garbage for the playoffs. then. so teams are going to suffer because the Panthers have home, home ice. So, and it's just what they get. Mm. Yeah. I mean, all right, Florida looks like they are going to get home ice. 
the two-time Stanley Cup champion, is also in Florida, in Tampa. You worried about the Lightning? Of course. I mean, always worried about the Lightning. I, I like the Lightning. I mean, it's a the Lightning Panthers rally rivalry. The last playoffs, I mean, was just sick. I mean, the, the crowds were sick. It was great. And, you know, the Lightning have been rolling so well. I think this year we kind of see them drop off a little bit. It's hard to go for a three-peat and play at such a high level for three straight seasons. So I think this year they've kind of dipped off a little bit. Uh, Kucherov kind of took a little step back. I just don't think they have what they've had in years past. Um, They're not going to have home ice this year. Uh, The Panthers have had success against them this year. I think it's just a lot tougher for the Lightning to get through this year. And luckily for the Panthers, you know, unlike last year where we had these COVID divisions, we're not going to have to play the Lightning in the first round again. Right. Um, so hopefully we don't see – I mean, I, hopefully, to be honest, I don't want to see the Lightning at all. Um, I'd rather see Carolina, mm. anybody um, besides the Lightning, because obviously they do have all that experience. Yeah. But I think the last se- last season helped the Panthers immensely with the experience. But the, the Lightning would be the last team I would want to face in the playoffs. All right, Rob, let's get to the Masters here. And what's interesting about this tournament, aside from the Tiger stuff, we'll get to it in a second. Normally, we aren't dealing with weather as significantly as we're going to be dealing with here for Augusta National. They've already called off the par three today due to thunderstorms in the area. We know the course is going to be wet, and we know there's a cold front coming through after Friday where temperatures on Saturday morning are going to be in the 40s in Georgia. Does that impact the way you handicap this tournament at all? Actually, they just they started the they're starting the par three right now. Oh, good, okay. actually. So, so they are playing it. Um, they were expecting rain this weekend, but now today they said there's going to be no more rain for the rest of the week. Good. And the I was watching the chairman of Augusta National. He said tomorrow you won't even know the greens. You, you'll have no idea it even rained. Um, oh, so cool. this place is just magnificent. It's spectacular how they take care of it. And the weather ha- the weather outlook has improved from the beginning of the week. It, it didn't look very good. It looked like Thursday it was going to be raining the entire day, thunderstorms. But now it looks pretty good. It looks like maybe on Saturday they're going to have like a little bit of wind issues. Mm. But Sunday is supposed to be perfect. Yeah. Friday is supposed to be good. And tomorrow is supposed to be nice. So um, for the quarter temperatures in the morning, I think maybe, you know, usually we see the guys who tee off early in favorable conditions with the soft greens. Uh, but this time I think because it might be a little colder in the mornings, I think maybe the later tee times may favor the guys on Thursday. So if you're going to play a first round leader, just look at playing the guys maybe later in a day because earlier it might be a little too cold. Can you talk about that philosophy? Because we, you and I were talking about that a bit when you were here in Vegas about how you like betting first round leaders. How do you go about that process? You know, what do you use? Cause it's a, it's 18 holes. It's not like having four rounds. Yeah. Why do you like the, 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 the first round leader bet? I know the hold is greater for the first round leaders than for the full tournament. Um, but first round leader odds, they're also, you know, longer than the full tournament odds. I, I just, my personal way of thinking is it's easier for a guy like, say Tiger Woods, right? Right now where he is, do you think it's easier for him to lead for one round or for all four? So I think like if you want to bet Tiger, just bet him to be the first round leader because he has a greater chance of playing one round great than four rounds great, especially with his health. And there's just some guys on tour who if you watch all these guys all the time, they're just fast starters. Um, They start out every tournament fast, like when they play well, like guys like Jordan Spieth, right? When he plays well, 
when he wins these tournaments, he comes out and shoots a 65 in the first round. Um, he's won me a lot of first round leaders. Same with Brooks Kepka. When he plays well, he comes out hot. Um, you know, these guys, they have a knack for coming out fast. Like there's like guys like Keegan Bradley who come out fast. Webb Simpson, when he plays well, he comes out fast. Um, Sam Burns, same thing too. So there's a lot of guys who are fast starters on tour. And then there's guys like Francisco Molinari who just grind away. Um, they just try to shoot three under every day all the way to the championship. So I like to pick the guys who are the fast starters who have more firepower, like Scotty Scheffler, uh, guys who can, guys who can eagle, you know, create more eagle opportunities in the first round for themselves. Uh, Dustin Johnson, long hitters. Um, I just, I think it's just, I have had so many full tournament heartbreaks the last two years <laughs> That's- where I, I can't even, t- I mean, the last two years since, a- since April, 2021, I've hit like 14 first round leaders and I've hit four full tournament winners. And oh, I've had probably, yeah, I've probably had six outrights blow up on the final. I mean, the final round, I've had like the most heartbreaking outright blow ups you can possibly have. <laughs> so like Harris English, uh, he, he was up like four shots last year with like five holes to go blew it. Um, so I, and those, Daniel Berger, and those leave a Daniel mark, Berger, right? Those leave a mark yeah. in your head. So when you do that, like I tell people this all the time, like how golf betting has kind of, you know, changed when you bet the outrights and you keep having these losses, you go, all right, what can I do? Cause I'm so close, but I can't cash the ticket. Yeah. So I think you becoming like, listen, I told some people you were going to be on the show and they're like, listen, find out who he's given out or tell them, you know, I'm going to, you know, subscribe or, or, or buy the package for your first round leaders because you've had success. So you took something that was not working and turned it into something that is working. Right. Like, so you're looking first round, you're looking for guys that can go low rather than the grinders. And you're looking for guys that can make threes on fives and get a lot of birdies on fours. I mean, you know, and the, the, the threes we all know from golfing, I mean, those are hard to make, but right. You're looking for birdie makers when you're looking for first round leaders. Pretty much. And, you know, like, for example, like the heartbreak is I have Daniel Berger at the Honda classic, like, 16 18 to 1 i think and he's up five shots going into the final round and i'm thinking you know should i hedge ah he's up five shots that's like nobody's blown a five shot lead since like dustin johnson (laughs) in in japan like six years ago i'm like daniel berger he's still consistent he's not gonna blow it all of a sudden daniel berger gets like the second hole and he totally forgot how to play golf (laughs) boom just unbelievable couldn't putt couldn't drive the ball nothing and I just, I was just sitting there watching, like I had a 1500 on him to win like 20,000. I just sat there watching and just go like absolutely bombing down to the bottom. And there's nothing now, do you worse jump than watching in, a future. Do you jump in and do like a um, an in-game golf? Have you, have you, have you meta- metamorphosized into that yet? Cause that yeah, can get there, crazy. Yeah. There was like, I thought about hedging live, but there was like four guys right there. Like, yeah, all together. You couldn't, you were talking about the uh, debut. It was like, you couldn't hedge off that. If you had them, you couldn't hedge off of it because the number of guys that were behind, it was too open. Yeah. It was crazy. And then, you know, I, I won't hedge right there because I go back to a tournament I had last year. I forget what tournament was, but it was a, I think it was a six or a seven player playoff. And I had like, I had given out like six guys pre tournament to win all like a half unit. Right. And, five of the six made the playoff. 
So I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to cash. Like, this is easy. I got one guy that I don't have. He's not going to win. <laughs> That's the one guy. He wins. went, he, he, oh. he, he went, he wins it. And I just, you know, I just, I think it was Kevin Kisner. Kevin Kisner, I think it was. Um, just, you know, so hedging live, it's, it's so, it's so tough. It's That's why I never, I never get people who like, what I don't understand is after, you know, say a guy is, say Jordan Spieth's like four shots up after the first round, right? At the Masters, he'll be like plus 160 to win. Who Who's going to bet a guy plus 160 when he has to go through three more rounds yeah, for three days? I think button. that's absolutely crazy. So um, live golf betting, uh, it can be it can be great if you're taking a long shot. But if you're trying to take one of the favorites, just forget it. <laughs> if you're well, taking... Oh, go, go ahead, Pat. Go ahead. No, I, I'm curious about your take on a couple of guys here heading in and either first round or full four rounds here. I bet on Xander Shoffley last night at 25 to one to win this thing. How do you feel about Xander Shoffley's attempt? 2019 comes in second place, 28 years old, heading into the prime of his career. Hasn't won this yeah. thing yet. Everyone's waiting for him to win this thing yet. Could this be Xander Shoffley's time? Yeah, Xander, you know, I walked with him and his caddy in Bahamas at the uh the Hero World Cha- the Hero World Championship a couple of years ago. He's a very nice guy. I walked with him and Ricky and he was much nicer than Ricky because Ricky was playing poorly. <laughs> but Xander and his his caddy Austin are really nice guys. Um played blackjack with them that night in the casino at Bahamar. Uh so I'll cheer for Xander to win because he, he's just a nice guy. Um never did anything wrong. But he just can't, like, he can't close on it. You know, he's had the lead so many times going into the final round where he can't close. Like, when he blew it to, was it last year? Mm-hmm. When he blew it, you know, he blew it. He hit it into the water, I think, on, like, 13. Mm-hmm. Just, he took a shot that, like, nobody attempted that day. Like, he didn't have to take that shot. Like, it wasn't the smart play at all. But it's like he just tried something and just didn't work. And he went in the water and that, your master's is over right there. So I just, he's never been there. Like he's never been there before. And I I look for guys who are like, like have been there before who knows what it takes to win. Like there's some guys who just like, when they get the lead, they know what it takes to win. You know, like Brooks Kepka. you look at Sam Burns, when Sam Burns has the lead, like you're probably not catching him. Um, So like when Xander Shoffley gets the lead, I'm like, yeah, like I'm not afraid that nobody's going to catch him. Because um, so he just hasn't. Like, that he, sounds he like hasn't a no shown. one, Xander. Who's the next guy you got, Matt? Xander, top ten, sure. I have win. Xander, and I, I have the only three bets I've made so far is is I bet Xander to win. I bet Xander in a head to head up against Jordan Spieth to at minus one twenty, and I bet Tiger to miss the cut. Wait, you bet yeah, Tiger uh, to miss the cut? That was yeah. going to be my question. I missed Tiger. He misses the cut. You just told me. You said, "Give me the bets." Those are my three bets I made last night. Was Tiger to miss the cut at minus one twenty eight or one twenty six last yeah. night, and then my, and and I have Xander over over Speed in a four round. Wow, four rounds. That's on American. Rob, I was going to ask Rob. Do you think he misses the cut? <laughs> yeah, betting Tiger to miss the cut. That's un American. I mean, but I'm cheering for the story. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm cheering for the story. I I, I love it's it more than anybody. I told Dave yesterday. <laughs> It is un-American, but, but it's 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 sort of like emotionally hedging. It's it's the same way betting against your team. It's like if Tiger makes the cut, yeah. I'm I, I'll I'll lose the money for Tiger to make. So the here's cut. the here's the way I look at it, right? So I don't think Tiger like from all from all everything we're hearing, like Tiger looks great on course. Justin Thomas is saying he looks great. 
Uh, Billy Horschel saying he's hitting it like before he was when he was in the accident. Um, I'll take that for what it is though. Right. But I I think in his own mind as like being the greatest golfer of all time, like is Tiger Woods going to go out there if he's not ready to, to play very well. I, I don't think he would go out there and subject himself to playing poorly if he didn't feel good. So just assume that he feels like 70%, right? Well, there's 90, 91 people in the field. 50 of them make the, make the weekend with the cut. 20 of those are like VJ Singh, um, Larry, Larry Mize. Mize. Guys who, you know, they're not going to see the weekend or nothing even yeah. close to the they're weekend. Former right? champions. So, bas- yeah. so basically there's 70. There's 70 left, right? Mm-hmm. So you're telling me Tiger Woods can't beat Hudson Swafford. He can't beat if, if if Tiger Woods can't beat JJ Spawn, like maybe don't come back for a few years. So if Tiger can't beat 20 of those remaining guys, then he then he's not back. But if I had the like gun to my head, I would take Tiger to make the cut. But Tiger, I can't give out Tiger. I, I can't give out Tiger for a play for clients because like really anything we're doing about Tiger is just guesswork at this point. So like people aren't paying for me to guess what Tiger's gonna do. So I'm just going to lay off the tiger, but I hope he makes the cut. Mm. Um, so I guess we'll just, it's one of those things where you never know. He could start and he could withdraw through nine holes. We don't right. know. So we just I mean, have to I, see. I, what I, I just think there's a real possibility that he shoots 73 on Thursday and 80 on Friday. That he just yeah, I mean, wore, wore out. He's tired. He's sore. He's just, and he's grinding it. And if the, if the course is long, it's wet. So the fairways aren't running. The ball's not going as far as it should. It's a long golf course. And how is he off the tee? Is he hitting 290 or is he hitting, you know, 310? Yeah. Like what, what is he hitting and how many club differential is he into the par fives? Can he hit the par fives in two? Like, we're going to find out these questions. I just, I'm going to bet on the no, just given what this dude yeah. had in February of 2021. So you're a Tiger hater. I love Tiger. I'm 40, <laughs> I, he I, loves Tiger. I love Tiger. I'm 45 years old. I grew up with Tiger. I started playing golf when I was 12 years old, and I read about Tiger when I was 12 and a half in Golf Digest, and I followed him ever since. Yeah. I followed him at Stanford. I have to. I, I I have to warn you. You're gonna. Yesterday on my TikTok, right? I posted. You know, I was on a Jeff's Jeff's show, and I posted a clip on my TikTok from the show where I said. You know, Brooks Kepka has been almost as dominant as Tiger Woods the last five years at majors. You know, he's like 98 under par or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's almost as dominant as Tiger. People like flooded my comments with like hate. They're like, Tiger, oh, Brooks Kepka is nothing. They were like, they thought I was hating on Tiger just because I was saying somebody was like almost equal to his feats, you know? So that you have to watch out. Like if the Tiger yeah, fanboys see this, they're I, gonna, I mean, they're, they're, they're going to I'm, I'm as big of a Tiger fan as anybody on the planet, but I'm a realistic, go- you know, when, when I'm gambling, I'm taking the emotion of out of this out of it. And yeah. this dude is lucky to be alive. Forget about is, playing golf. So I, I think it's an amazing story. He's back. I'm actually a little bit worried about the number of people who are saying tiger looks like the old tiger and tigers back in. Cause it almost feels a little bit fanboy pom-pom type stuff from the players on the PGA tour. And I kind of want someone to go, this is a tournament that tiger's trying to win and you want to win it too. Right? Yeah. Like where is like, this almost feels like two patting on the back, like nice job guy versus being really yeah. afraid of tiger woods playing golf. You see, Dave hasn't blinked in like five minutes. Oh, yeah, Dave froze. He might have froze. Dave froze. Oh, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll get him back. I'll get him back. It happened. I, I mean, you know, I thought, 
I yeah. thought we were in a staring contest. I was like, oh, it's, the second, it's the second time Dave yeah. froze today. So it's just me, mm. me, me and you can just talk. But all right. So what what are you comfortable? I know you have your client place. So you don't want to give everything out. But what are you comfortable telling us that you like for this coming weekend? Yeah, I, I love like, you know, Scotty Scheffler, top 20. Um, I don't think I was talking about this yesterday. I think, you know, Scotty Scheffler, he's won like three of his last six tournaments. Mm. To win a fourth out of seven tournaments, I mean, that's like, has that happened since 1997 with David Duval? So it's tough to see that happening. Um, and I know it's, they're all different tournaments. So it's a, you know, it's a new tournament every week, but just, you know, mathematically, that's very tough to do. So I like Scotty Scheffler, top 20. Um, I like Webb Simpson, top 20 was like plus 500. And he's been top 20 here so many times. Um, so if Webb Simpson's healthy, that's like the perfect course for him to to finish T20. Um, Tom Hoagie, like top 20, I think he can surprise some people. Um, I do like some matchups. Like I like, uh, let me see right now. I like, uh, I do like Kepka over McElroy for oh, the tournament. Nice. Okay. And I like, that's plus 110 over Rory. Nice. And I like Scott, I like Scotty Scheffler over Patrick Cantlay, because um, Patrick Cantlay I think we saw him get run over on the on the Florida, the Florida portion of the tour. I don't think uh, he's playing very well this year. I think last year was the be- I mean, he played great last year. Yeah. So last year that's the best you're ever going to see Patrick Cantlay play. Um, you know, you it's hard for guys to play at the top of their game for over a year. You know, we see it happen so so many times. Um, it's just hard for them to maintain that, you know, that playing level for, for so long. So I like, uh, Scotty over Cantley and, uh, Kepka over Rory for the, for two, two of those tournament matchups. Do you ever go into like the real exotics, like top Irish, top Scottish? Yeah. Do, yeah. do you ever, do you ever look at those markets? Yeah. So I have one, I mean, I'll just give one out right here that I have on my card. It's a, I have Cam Smith for the top Australian player, uh, plus 200 for two units. Oof. Um, cause you know, Cam Smith, uh, he's playing great. His putter, his putter is lights out right now. He, he putted at the players championship. He was like automatic from 20 feet. Mm-hmm. He's probably been the best, one of the best putters on tour for the yeah. last year, mm-hmm. ever since the, uh, the BMW, I believe it was. So yeah, Cam Smith, you're plus 200. You're basically betting for him to beat Mark Leishman and Adam Scott. Um, I, I think these odds should be probably like plus right. one fifty. Yeah, isn't that a lot? The value of that seems. I mean, plus two hundred seems high on Cam yeah. Smith. A lot of people are like Oliver Adam Scott though. Uh, really for this tournament because yes. he's had success here. But I, I think you put you know Adam Scott versus uh, Cam Smith head to head, and it's it's not even a contest right now, especially with their putters. I mean, Adam Scott's putting like probably the best he's ever putted in his career. And he's still leagues behind Cam Smith. So I like Cam Smith for a top Australian for two units at plus 200. I like that bet a lot. That's that's nice. I mean, Cam Smith plays to his strengths, which I love. He doesn't do anything funky. He just gets the ball on the green, green regulation and let the putter go to work. And, and he's, on, a, he's a gamer. Yeah. On yep. these greens, I mean, I, I I know people who like Cam Smith to win this thing, and I, I'm not going to argue. I think Cam Smith got a damn good shot yeah. to win this thing. Dave, you're back. I am. How are what you? What happened there? <laughs> um, uh, last one for me, Rob, before we let you go, um, and I didn't hear the last question that Matt asked, but so if it's repetitive, 
you know, tell me. But when you look at this to handicap, I mean, and you're handicapped at golf, you're handicapped at soccer. I mean, if people sign up for, you know, your picks and stuff like, I mean, you're, you're giving them all kinds of different stuff. Mm -hmm. So, but like when you look at the golf, is the current form, uh, you hear that expression all the time. A lot of the golf experts like to say he's not in current, his current form isn't good or he's in really good form right now. Do you take that into consideration? Yeah, I do. But then there's some guys who have like a really good history here that I'll let them have like a little more past than I would somebody else. Like, for example, Tony Finau, he's not playing good this season at all, uh, playing very poorly. He did terribly at the match play. I think he got 23rd last week, but he's just playing very poorly. And um, coming off last year where you thought he would start this year taking a le- you know leaps and bounds to to get even better. He just hasn't. And I think maybe that's because like, it's still early in the season. Maybe he's waiting for a, uh, like a major, like the masters and he's got Tony's got fifth place here. uh, Fifth place here, two top tens. um, And I think 39th a couple of years ago. So that's a guy that I think there's a lot of value on Tony Finau right now, 60 to one to win. I mean, I'll take Tony Finau 60 to one all day over Russell Henley at 35 to one to win. Right. Uh, because at the end of the day, if it's if those two guys go to a playoff, I'd much rather have Tony Finau. So um, I do look at I do look, I, I do look at current form, um, but for the more established players, you know, like John Rom, his current form hasn't been great. But I'm not you like know, oh, favorite. <laughs> exactly, I'm not going to be like you know John Rom has to show me something before going to the Masters before I bet on him. Like right. that's a guy who you know is going to show up to to a major. Right. So I guess for the form matters for the players who are like the lesser players, um, the bigger guys, not really so much, but I will, I will not be, I'll be, I'll be fading Rory here. Mm. Um, but besides that, no, the current form for great players doesn't matter. All right, Rob, we'll wrap, we'll wrap with this. This is a question from Jordan in the chat. He wants to know what you think, what your outlook is on Justin Thomas this weekend. You like JT? I like Justin Thomas. I, I thought he could have won it like last year. Besides, he had a couple holes where he just kind of blew up. And if JT's putter is rolling, um, he can he can easily win this tournament. Um, we've seen him get on fire. Uh, where when his putter starts rolling, he's sometimes unstoppable. Um, so I think this is a great place for JT to you know jumpstart his 2022 season. So I definitely like JT. Um, and he's another one of those guys that when he plays well, he starts hot. Um, he's not really the most consistent golfer, like round to round, but he's the guy that can shoot a 63 in the first round, come back with a 72 in the second round, but then still be there because he can, he can go so low in any given round. So I do like JT um, at the Masters. He'll always be one of my favorites here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I do like I, I do like Justin Thomas here. Rob, thanks for the time, man. This was super fun. Best of luck this coming weekend. Enjoy the Masters. Should be a lot of fun. Thanks, you too. And I got a, I got a, I got a hat girl in Texas that can hook you guys up with whatever you want for a lot, a lot cheaper than 150 bucks. Oh, beautiful <laughs> thing. Let's do it. I love it. I love it. Thank so, you for watching. I appreciate you listening. All right, see Thank you, guys. you for that, man. See that is Rob BeatinTheBookie.com at BeatinTheBookie on Twitter to go and follow him, and hopefully, yeah, he can get me. He can drop our price down a little bit on on on. on yeah, on he that. can hook it up. He knows that people was, too. That that's kind of kind of ridiculous. So, I like Justin Thomas. <laughs> I may come in on that. I like that. I do. I love that Cam Smith top Aussie bet though. You were all for that. I asked him about the kind of the smaller markets, like top Irish, top Scottish. Yeah. 
top Australian, and he gave out Cam Smith two units. He likes it a lot. It's Cam Smith at plus 200 to be the top Australian, which he annihilates you, those markets. You're He's hearing so good at those. You're hearing that people like Adam Scott to win this thing. Yes. Yes. Holy happens every year. He's one of those guys because he, you know, he had success. He won it. That when it comes back, he's he's always in he's he's in the know. He's in contention. His odds are too high, and then he don't win. Has he so, won yes. a major since he brought out the belly putter? Well, I have to look. I don't. think He so. hasn't. There's no. There's no way he has. I don't think so. Like, yeah. I, has anyone won a major with a belly putter? Not a big tournament. A major. I gotta look that up. I don't know if that's true. That that almost like I I just I cross him off for that reason alone. <laughs> just like. The guy's a belly putter. Like, no, <laughs> he's not winning the masters. I can't, I, I can't, I can't ride it with you, man. I can't, I can't back somebody who's got a belly putter. Yeah. I mean, I can't think of one off the top of my head. I really, I really cannot think of one. Um, so you Cam Smith can pump, happen, but I would, I would say no. We'll get the Cam chat Smith can this. pump. Yeah. The chat will figure this chat. will. So Cal DJ will figure this out for us. He'll, he'll go and find that info he is for our us. Guy. On, on that but yeah so it should be fun all right so let's talk baseball you're wearing the toronto blue jays so we're doing this i'm two and oh by the way in our our contest so far since we've done these things so we're coming back with another one i'm gonna give us each a hundred dollars and we're gonna bet all the divisions take a team track it it doesn't matter if you take a long shot and you wind up you know getting a seven to one return the record here doesn't matter the amount of money matters who winds up with the most money at the end of the regular season. Oh, okay. Makes sense. Sure. So you have to go ahead and you have to go ahead and make a play based on a hundred dollars on each and all of these. We're going to use FanDuel odds. Okay. Okay. This is why Matt wins the contest because he, <laughs> he, he invents it. <laughs> it's, it's fine. I, let him have his fun. Let him have his fun. This is perfectly fair. This is, get more hats for $150. this is perfectly fair. This is the same. This is what we do every day. We bet. I'm asking you to literally take a mythical hundred dollars and bet. I'm not telling you to really bet. I'm just saying mythical hundred going down on one of these teams you like to win the division. So let's start with the AL East FanDuel odds. Blue Jays odds on favorite at plus 170. Yankees Rays plus 250. Red Sox plus 500. Orioles plus 20,000. Dave, you're wearing the Blue Jays hat and shirt. Am I assuming you're taking the Blue Jays at plus 170? I have to. I'm wearing the stuff. That's part of the requirement. <laughs> I, when you when you sent me the thing this morning, I'm like, all right, so we're going to talk baseball. I better wear a baseball hat and shirt today. Um, yeah, I'll take the Blue Jays. I mean, the price is not great, but I think the pitching staff will be enough. I I, I think they win the division. Okay, I'm taking the Rays at plus two fifty. That's who win. I was gonna take. So that's, <laughs> I think, well, I think we got the winner between the two of us. Probably, I think we got. I think it's one of those two. I think if the, the Yankees, Yankees stay healthy, though, I mean, I Come look. On. I hate the Yankees as much as anybody, but if they stay healthy, they they're a softball it. team. Gotta stay healthy, but they're still a softball team. Pitching ain't enough. It's just not enough. But I mean, maybe that is the way you win the AL East is to out hit everybody. But I don't think so. I think Yankees will be in the mix for the playoffs. They don't win in the division. Central Chicago minus 210, Twins plus 490, Tigers plus 550, Royals plus 2000, Guardians plus 2000. I pick first. Yes, this one you pick first. I will take the Detroit Tigers to win the Central at plus 550. You're nuts. I wish I could bet the no just on that with my 100. <laughs> I'll take the White Sox minus the 210. 
Uh, we have to lay the juice here. If the twins are going to get me because I picked the twins last year. Right. And everything bad. So now I'm supposed to pick the twins again. And I'm not going to. I'm going to pick the White Sox and fall for that nonsense. And the twins at plus 490. I'll be kicking myself by mid-May going, <laughs> should have picked the twins. But yeah, I'll pick the White Sox. And by the way, SoCal DJ says the only master, the only major Adam Scott won was in 2013. Yeah, he's asking. He didn't know if that was before or after belly putter. That was before the belly putter. So 2013 was before. He won the Masters. Yeah, but w- yeah. W- it was not with a belly putter, though. I don't think so. No, no, I don't think so. It wasn't allowed. It wasn't legal in 2013. Couldn't use the belly putter in 2013. Oh. AL West, Astros minus 170, Angels plus 380, Mariners plus 450, Rangers plus 2200, or the Athletics at plus 4500. Who are you taking in the West? Chalk, boring Astros. I am taking the Astros as well. There really is no other pick there besides the Astros. Angels. Angels? No. I'm so tired of this. I'm so tired of this Angels crap. I mean, everyone, gambling Twitter is just like on their knees for the Angels. And I'm not, I'm not buying it at all. (laughs) Okay. Just not buying it on their knees. Yes. I'm just, I'm just not, I'm just not buying it all. I love the fact that we just do this show and there ain't no, no bullshit. We could just say whatever we want. I mean, that's pretty good. You're right though. They're all over them. Everyone. Oh, over, over, over. It win the division. Oh, they're making it. Get out of here. Just get out of here. Okay. I'm sorry. I've heard the same bullshit for two decades in the book. They bet the Angels every year. They want them to be good. I want them to be good. Show is a baseball be, fan. I look, I love show. Okay, I, I do. I think oh. it's an amazing thing to watch. The dude do knew what Babe Ruth is doing. Home runs and pitching. It's, a, it's incredible. It's not enough. Okay, you need a team. You can't just have Mike Trout and Show Atani and the dude they got from the Nationals whose name is, is escaping me. Who I'm Rondon, blanking on. Uh, right? Rendon. Yeah, Rendon. They got three guys. Okay. Baseball's played with nine dudes on the diamond. So they got a problem pitching. They haven't had pitching, pitching, but they they don't have a team. They just buy headline guys. They're they're, they're like literally like the movie marquee of baseball. Like, look who we have. Mike Trout, Joe Atani. Like, okay. And then you have like cockroaches all behind it. Like there's nothing else there. Like, no, sorry. Not happening. Not back. They still paying Albert. I don't think they're still paying out. Uh, well, Poulos just went back to the Cardinals. So his contract finally is up. Who's paying that contract? My goodness. So another one, bad contract. NL East, the Braves plus 125, Mets plus 200, Phillies plus 340, Marlins plus 1300 of the Nationals at plus 4,000. I pick first. I am taking the Philadelphia Phillies at plus 340. You can't. I was going to take the Phillies. We we can both do the same thing. That's fine. That's not, that's not the way this is supposed to go. Sure it is. Um, because we're both right. That's great. We're both wrong. That's bad. It doesn't matter. It's we we haven't we have differences just based the on the Mets. Tigers. <laughs> it's not the Mets. I'm I'm just saying that right now. It's I would agree. Is it is it the Phillies? I want it to be the Phillies so bad. I do. And then they just break your heart with that bullpen over and over and over. Yeah, but I'm gonna well, pick the Phillies too. I think the Braves them. are due. I, I saw someone. Last night being all over night over 91 and a half wins for the Braves. And I was just like, what? Like, okay, guys, like they have, they have the, all the calling cards of a, of a champion to fall in their face the next year. 
I don't know if they're going to fall on their face. I mean, they're going to be good. I just don't know if, if they're going to be 90 wins good. You know? Well, that's you're going to need to win 90 to win that division. Yeah. 90 is the number. Probably right. Even maybe. So Phillies, you, you could correlate this, though, because I think Phillies win the division would be Zach Wheeler wins the Cy Young. And, yeah. may, and maybe back-to-back MVPs for Bryce. <sighs> I mean, does that ever happen? Back-to-back MVPs, I'm sure. I don't off the top of my head, I don't remember it, but I guarantee it has happened. It doesn't happen very often. Bonds didn't Bonds win back-to-back MVPs? Probably. I don't know. But he's gonna be in the conversation at least. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll be. I'll, I'll. I'm. I'm drinking the juice again. I'll take the Phillies. All right. Central and the NL Brewers minus one seventy. Cardinals plus two forty. Cubs plus eleven hundred. Reds plus 1,600, and the Pittsburgh Pirates at f- plus 5,000. I'm first. You're first. Pirates. No, I'm kidding. Oh, I would love to. That, that would have been awesome. Go. Why not? Go for the <laughs> – shoot the moon. Shoot for the moon. The not even, I'm barely going to win 60 games. Mm-hmm, true. Thinks they can win. It's nighttime in Pittsburgh behind me every day. I want them to win. I just want them <laughs> to be 500. That would be great again. But they're, no, they're not winning the division. I'm picking the Cardinals. Okay. Picking St. Louis. I think they got the best lineup. They got some old pitchers, but old pitchers for one more time. I think they can get there, win 90 games over the season win total. I like. Um, you, just, you just did a me, by the way. Over the. You just did over the. <laughs> I talk every day. I'm starting to pick up these little things. Or I say Pock or some other crap. I don't say Pock. No, God, you don't. Take my Boston t- take my take my tattoo off my body if I'm dropping <laughs> dropping my R's. I like my R's too much. They're my friend. Cardinals over to Brewers. All right. Cardinals. Give you? me the Brewers. I'm going chalk. That's fine. We're, we're going plus one plus uh, sorry, minus one seventy on the Cardinal on the Brewers to win the Central and the West. Minus two fifty on the Dodgers. Padres three eighty. Giants plus 600, Rockies plus 12,000, Cardinals plus 18,000. Are you fading the Dodgers or are you taking the Dodgers? Because I'm taking the Dodgers. The yeah. <laughs> I don't Dodgers. think it's even, it's not even really even worth it. The Dodgers, <laughs> that is a foregone conclusion for the Dodgers. I'm actually shocked it's not a higher number than that. That actually seems a little bit, I mean, minus 250 is not that expensive. It. I mean, for what it they really have. isn't, given the depth of the Dodgers. I don't know who I would want otherwise. Like, I don't think plus 380 is enough to bet the Padres, and plus six dollars is, is at least interesting. But if it was 10 to one, I'd consider maybe the Giants. It ain't going to be the Rockies at the time. I'm actually going to worry about that. But to ask the Giants to repeat even close to the year they had, I don't think it can be done. I, it's the Dodgers. Mike Trout back-to-back MVPs in 2018, 2019. Mm. So Mike Trout did it. All right. Oh, so he didn't make the playoffs. Which <laughs> is pathetic. Uh, and in 2018, that should have been Mookie Betts. That was Mookie's award. Mookie should have won it, but whatever. <laughs> Writers suck. Uh, you have the East for the Blue Jays at plus 170. I have the Rays at plus 250. In the Central, you got the White Sox at minus 210. I have the Tigers at plus 550. In the in the West, we both like Houston minus 170. In the East, we both like the Phillies at plus 340. Central is Cardinals plus 240. You and Brewers minus 170. And we both like the Dodgers. 
So the AL East, the oh, AL boy. Central, and, and NL Central will decide this contest. Yes, it will. To see who winds up getting and the plus money. If the Tigers win the division, I win. That pretty much ends that. If the so. Tigers win a division, yes. <laughs> the plus five fifty gets me, gets me on on that, and I I am, I do See, like this the is Tigers. the way this this is the way the shit's gonna go. I'll get five of the six, but you're <laughs> right. That's why Tigers. I did it like this. Yes, and the Tigers win, and I win, and you'll yeah. win. <laughs> yes. That's hundred percent. All right, a little NBA here. Uh, Suns tonight are catching two and a half points on the road against the LA Clippers. Man, Suns are dogs again. I mean, this is rare. It's happened. I think we counted five times. Yeah. All five times they've covered. How do you feel so, about the Suns? Nine and one. They're nine and one now. As, As dogs? dogs. Okay. Nine and one. They were eight and one. And we said, I couldn't believe yeah. that we went through it. They were eight and one. And they won again. Um, I don't understand the line. <laughs> I, I, I I don't understand the line. Clippers you- need it more than the Suns. The reason why is because it's an anticipation of the Suns resting everybody. Clippers need it. That's fine. That's why that's why the line is what it is. But mm-hmm. if I turn this game on tonight and I see everybody playing for the Suns, I'm gonna bet them in game right there. Right. Like if they're playing, they set the franchise record last night with that win. Right. Why are they gonna just two games before the regular season's done? They're just gonna go, ah, we're done. We're good. Right. Maybe. I mean, that's the way you know, sports are nowadays. I mean, like it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Pre-game betting this right now. You're crazy. I'm I mean, right I was surprised our boy, Julian Edlow of DraftKings. This is his philosophy. The Suns are going to arrest everybody, bet the Clippers. And I was just like, I don't know. Like what happens if they're not resting everybody? Like that's the problem. Like they just kicked the tar out of the Lakers. Like they could be going time to throw the switch. Let's get ready for the postseason because they have time off because of the play in tournament. So maybe they say we got to keep ourselves true, right? sharp. Like they, they get, well, they have a whole week off. Yeah. The they don't have to play in the play. Yes. Yes. That was part of the knock on the whole idea is that you're, you're putting all the top teams on ice. You can say, oh, they're getting rest and they're going to be able to get healthy and everything. I get that. But you're also putting those top teams on ice. So you might say, we got to play hard all the way to the wire because we're going to sit for five days before the play-in tournament goes. That's the way I would coach it. I mean, I, I'd, I'd, I'd play as much as I could. You right. know, I, I mean, not to the jeopardy of, you know, people getting hurt. But again, I mean, you saw Belichick was a master of this. He, he made these guys play all the time yep. when they had stuff clinched. And, you know, it hurt them that one time uh, who got hurt. Edelman got hurt. Yeah. Right. It happens, but you can't you can't control that. What you can control is is playing, staying mm. together. Yeah, I don't know. Give me the Suns. I'm I'm in gaming it, but it's an interesting. Yeah, game. I mean, I'm it's not betting this pregame, but like yeah. I said, if I turn it on and Booker and everybody's in a lineup, Suns. Yeah. All right. So we talked about it a little bit with Rob, but I got Tiger last night at minus one twenty six to miss the cut. FanDuel this morning is at minus one sixty four. Is this pro money? Is this what what's moving the number like this? The juice on Tiger to miss the cut. It's a great question. I don't know. I think he makes the cut. If I mean, I didn't plays, mind it. I I one twenty six. I I liked I liked the number because as Rob said, he could play nine holes and withdraw. I mean, this could end 
one misstep and that's it. I think that's why it moved. I mean, I think that's the right way to think about it. I I'm, I'm assuming he makes the cut because he's healthy, but one misstep, he cannot be healthy. I mean, literally he twists his knee walking down a hill. Yeah. Something like that. It's down. It's, you know, they're taking him off and he's like, all right, yeah, I'm not golfing. I made it back. I teed off. Yeah, it's, Dustin Johnson, it's Dustin Johnson falling down the stairs the morning of the Masters. It's, oh. that, it's that situation. I, I'll never forget that one. People were so mad because he didn't tee off. Right. And there were people. Oh, so he bet him to miss the cut or you bet him to mow the, none of those bets were action. If you bet... At some books, it was action. Oh, so other you books, lost? it was a they kept refund. your money. Yeah. <laughs> and we were at a book at CG that kept the money. Mm. The customer service line was nonstop. People were withdrawing money. People, we, but they went right to social media. It was terrible. I mean, and you kept their money. All bets are action. Which means that Dustin Johnson's 20 to 1 at our place when he's 10 to 1 somewhere else. Okay. The odds are better at a place that all bets are actually. It's DraftKings with the dead heat rule, essentially. It's the same thing. So the odds are better. Give you better odds to hold on to your money because it's harder to win. It's, yeah. And and, and I don't agree with it. I mean, you know, like, I mean, I must have got told 10 times that week, but a Westgate gave the money back. I know. I can't do anything about it. So, yeah. So, you bringing that up right now just was like getting kicked in the nuts. Thank you. Sorry. Oh, it was terrible. That's wow. You guys yeah. kept it. Damn. All right. So, our props.com story of the day is with the Masters. And you guys can go to props.com right now and see this in terms of what our guy Patrick Everson's reporting in his action reports here. Odds, it's interesting. So, John Rom is. At the Westgate, going into today, could have moved, but going into today, he was plus 1,100, Justin Thomas plus 1,200, Cam Smith plus 1,600, Scheffler all the way down, DJ, Dustin Johnson plus, you know, plus 1,800. My question to you is, is this. Is there anything, because NASCAR is not like this, is there any sport that's bet this consistently that has the odds this long. Like there isn't anything like golf betting, right? No. I mean, cause, cause NASCAR, like you go into it, you have a favorite, like the favorite will be like maybe minus 200, but most likely it's like, you know, minus 150, somewhere in that range, but there's a clear cut favorite where you're going to lay juice to bet that driver on a, on an outright. Yeah. No, everybody's right? like four to one or five to one is a minimum. Everyone, even on road courses? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So, so I guess NASCAR would be the only thing you could compare it to. Close, but there's not as many people. There's nothing like this because there's so many people in it. So the pool is huge. Like, it depends. We used to, for a regular tournament, go 50 deep. Some people would go, I mean, like, look at circuit. I mean, they, they almost put everybody in the field in the in the thing. Wow. So you have such a wide range. The odds are all over the place. If you have a shorter field, you can't give too many. Um, you can't give too many long shots because it could happen. You know what I mean? Right. So when 
like just take the the three point shootout. There's eight guys in a three point shootout when you do the numbers. So even the guy that you know really can't win, he can be as high as twenty to one. So that makes the lowest guy two to one. Mm, okay. When you have the highest guy. 150, 250 to one, the lowest guy can be 10 to one, 12 to one, 15 to one, something like that. The odds on favor can be the, the, the floor is higher. So the, uh, the Superbook told Patrick Everson for this story that they are rooting that Louis Uhazen is their worst beat. If he wins, they're mad. They don't like Spieth. Yeah, they don't like Spieth, Morikawa, Dejambo, or Uzhazen with Louis Uzhazen being the worst result. They had a new customer, a new customer make a four-figure bet on Louis at 50 to 1. Oh. Yeah. And so somebody came in and put a couple of dimes down on 50 to 1 for Louis. I can blow the whole pool. I mean, you take two dimes at 50 to 1, it's a hundred grand. That's a smack right there. That one, that one, <laughs> that one leaves a mark. So my my golf guy, who I lean on quite a bit, who is tied to a lot of these dudes, sent me a text about Louie last night. And um, he's down to 30 to one currently right now. At the yeah, he said, he said, I've got a lot going with Usti. I like Usti a lot, but Xander's going to win. Is what, wow. Is what he said to me. Really? So that was his. So that's why I bet Xander at 25 to one last night and okay. plus 25 plus 2,500 came on, on, on Xander. But if you want to go with Louie as well. So uh, the scuttlebutt, if you want to talk about the scuttlebutt on the PGA tour insiders, as the people who are chit chatting, people he runs with people, he's talking to the pros on tour, Xander and Louie are the ones everyone's eyeballing. This is the same guy who gave me Dustin Johnson two years ago to win the masters and Dustin Johnson right. won, the, won the masters. Nice. So going into the tournament, Scuttlebutt was DJ. He wins it. Scuttlebutt on now. It's Louis and Xander. Hmm. Okay. If you want, I mean, that's good. I mean, you got to, we got to shop it around. Yeah. And see the odds and see where you are. But that's, that's where people are at the moment. So, but it's interesting that somebody dropped a good amount of money on, on Louis (laughs) to win this thing at 50 or what? At Louis, no, Xander, but I'll have a bunch of stuff with Louis going head to heads. I'll, I'll do a bunch of different. Oh, bets is that with, your guy that walked into the Westgate and did it? My guy? No, my guy's in Florida. Okay. No, he's he bets offshore. He doesn't. Who stays in is 48 to one right now on FanDuel. Okay. So that's the thing. I was talking about this with somebody last night um, on another show. The variance in this Masters golf betting from book to book is gigantic Mm -hmm. because this is the way it should be all the time. Like the fact that the Suns can be two and a half point dogs at every book in the United States, let alone offshore, is amazing to me. I mean, they should be three in one place, three and a half at another place, one and a half at another place, just like this. It's not. But the Masters is because you have so much liquidity in the pool. People are betting it here, there, everywhere. And it's great because 
I mean, not that the prices aren't available at different books all over, mm-hmm. but there's no reason for a book to move Louis Ustase into 30 to 1 today if they didn't take a bet on it. So he's 50 to 1. So you can find that variance all over. I I, I love it. it what do you make like of, of win totals in baseball? Because because that's been the latest thing that I've noticed in terms of the variance. You can shop and find like three win differences between books. Oh, 100%. That's, I mean, listen, Maddie was on last week with us, or right? I think it was last yep. week when he said that. Mandarin, yep. They're betting the differences. They're betting over 86 and a half and under 89 and a half. That's like until you get shaped like that as a book, you don't have to move it. When it starts to happen, that's how you start to gravitate towards the same number. That's what basically market efficiency does every day with the lines. Mm. If you put up minus two, when everyone else has minus three or minus three and a half, they're going to bet you until you move it to that number. You have to decide, I really like the dog. I'm going to let him keep betting it. If you do that long enough and you win, you're going to be, you know, the top guy in the world. If you don't, you'll be selling shoes in a year. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's that big of a difference. So what do you do? You move the line. Right. Miami too. I better go to two and a half. I better go to three. Now that's how the line gets the same. It's not like that in golf. Wild stuff. All right. Props.com in the betprep.com prop of the day. Told you yesterday. I didn't like the Mitchell prop. Yeah. Ends up with 20. I, I just Memphis. Those are dogs, man. They get after you and they get after Mitchell. He scored 20 points. I think he shot like two of 19 or something. He was he a horrible. bad shooting night. 25% again. Yeah. Yeah, so he uh, so last night he was six of twenty four, one of nine from three. Ooh. In the previous game, he was five for twenty, three of ten for three. So he's combined eleven of forty four, twenty five percent in the two games. If Utah plays uh, uh, Memphis in the postseason, keep wow. that in mind for Domin- for Donovan Mitchell props. They yeah. attack him. <laughs> they they know how to get after him. So today. They're going to my Boston Celtics in the game against the Chicago Bulls under Jason Tatum. Wow. Seven and a half rebounds at minus 130. The rationale in 15 games played in March and April, Tatum's averaging 6.5 rebounds a game. He has not had eight or more rebounds in his last eight rebounds. One uh, over eight, just one time in his last six on the road and one time in the last five against teams with winning records, averaging 6.2 per game. Tatum playing two games this year against the Bulls, one and one for rebound props for Jason Tatum. How do you feel about him going under seven and a half tonight? I like this. I like it. I like this. I like He's going to shoot a lot tonight. This is, this is, is not Jason. Underplay? Is this a, this is for the game? Oh, no, not a division game. It's not a division game. It's not a division game. Bulls it's a conference game. game. Uh, but wait, is, is you're going to laugh right? better. To, you're going to laugh at better to book it. Cause it happened again to me. Same thing happened last night. Happened tonight. Uh, happened two nights ago. <laughs> happened last night. Same thing. Okay. Absolute disaster of a bet that I've made, but it's, it's <laughs> wait, you wait, wait till you see what, what, what's going on, but I'll explain what's going on with that. Just back to back bad nights, overnight betting for me. Uh, but maybe the narrative caught up to it and maybe I'm, I'm just ahead of the narrative. So who knows? Maybe I'm there. Uh, the interesting thing tonight for Boston and all these teams in the East is that they all need it. They all need to win. It's great. Like, nobody can rest anybody. 
Like Boston can be, is the two or the three or the four or the five or the six. Like they've got to go in play tonight and want to win. So that's why I don't think Tatum defers tonight. And I don't think Tatum goes on the glass tonight. I think Tatum shoots tonight. I would, I would look to Tatum's points over, but I would go under on the rebounds. Points, the Bon Fandle, seven and a half under 40. 28 and a half points. You like why don't that they over? just why don't they just put it to eight or, or put it to seven rather or six and a half? Minus 140? Minus 140. That's ridiculous. Yeah. They don't do they don't do whole numbers. They will not the company that's doing and, those lines will not do a whole number. And they can't do six and a half. They, I mean they, they, that's too much. They they, well, they, they, they got to just juice it the other way. Right. Then they get hammered on the over. Six and a half over minus 140. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, I I mean, if I had to pick here, I I would go under with it. Yeah, I think I, I think this is this is I think this is a winner, under seven and a half. All right, better to book it. Let's go to that Bulls and Celtics game because it's just. So I sat here last night <laughs> in this seat, Dave, and I went back before or after you got the hat. After, okay, so, so you're already. Kind of aggravated. It's it's ten o'clock last night. Okay, (laughs) it's ten o'clock, and I'm going. I'm I'm looking around. I'm looking around. I go to the Celtics and the Bulls. Bulls are on a back to back. Celtics are not. Yeah. All right. Last night, two thirty three, closed at two thirty one. The game went over. Chicago all of a sudden is on a three game over streak. Okay. The Celtics have gone over every game but one, dating back to the middle of March. Yeah. The 16th, Boston's been a scoring machine, 144, 128, 134, 132, 124, 126. So the total last night was 226. Yeah. And I went, you know what? I'm not betting that the Bulls are going to play defense because at home, they haven't been great. They've been okay. But they're 21, 17 and one to the over at home. Against the division last night, game went over. They're now 3-12-1 to the over, 12-3-1 to the under. Boston's 10-6 to the over against their division, but they're 25-25 against the East. Chicago is still 28-21-1 to the under against the East, but last three games have gone over. Four of the last 10 have gone over. for, for, For Boston, eight of the last 10 have gone over. I bet on, I bet over 226. Celtics Bulls last night. Did you? This number went down to 221 this morning, Dave, <laughs> before it finally rebounded. I woke up this morning, it was 221, and I went, Holy shit, what the? It happened again, but in the opposite direction, because that's what happened to the Bulls and the Bucks, where I bet under 228 and a half, closed it or got as high as 233, where it came down to 231. Now, this number I bet at 226 goes down to 221 is now come back up to 223 and a half. We betting or booking bull Celtics over 226. So confused. You right. So many 220s yes. and 226s. My <laughs> up and down. And up, it's, I, I pulled up my line screen. I'm like, look at this line history. What the hell did Mo and, yes. and Maddie do over there? Like, this is insane. This is they open at two, they open 226. Yep. Yeah. Down to 221. It, it's up to 224 and a half there now. Now, now it's back up. At Wimbet, yeah. So, so the bad guys decided to bet the under right away. 
and drove it now down. Now they middled them. Now, now they, they might have middled them. Yeah. <laughs> you got them to move it. Yeah. Um, you know, they might have dummied the play down to then get them to bet over. Like, I don't know. That's I'm I mean, let's go over. I'll I'll bet it with you. I I mean, let's let's stick with the, the original thought. Can't really see betting a Celtics game under right now. Like Mm-mm. this, the reason we lose this is the Bulls don't get there. Right on the back to back, and there's. But I think yeah. Boston score. I need Boston. My handicap basically is I need Boston to score 120 points. Boston team total over. How about that? Mm, it wasn't available last night, but was it now? Let's see, Boston. It's, it's hard enough to get NBA lines, let alone team total lines, overnight. Yeah, Boston team total 116. Wait, we're the away team, right? Yeah, team total points 115 and a half. Oh, that's close. <laughs> yeah, 115 and a half. Well, laying seven and a half, seven, seven and a half. So it makes sense. Yeah. So it's 116 and 110. 115 and a half. Let's go over that. Yeah, I do like that. Yeah, 115 oh. and a half to 108 and a half is what it's projected to be, right? I'll have to, yeah, I'll have to add Boston going over 115 and a half. I do like that. All right. We're betting that. All right, next bet is I'm riding the Pistons. This number last night was insane. There were books that I could I didn't have access to that pissed me off. This number was 12. 12. What? Yes. Really? Couldn't get it. I was so pissed. I couldn't get it. Mm-hmm. Best number I could get was nine and a half. I thought it would go to 10. I thought I'd get double digits. Didn't happen. Went against me. Went the other way. Detroit tonight catching nine and a half points. How do you feel about Detroit like and Dallas? I like it. Sticking with this Detroit basketball. Oh, yeah. We're taking the points. Definitely. So um, at home, they're eight and two over the last 10. ATS have covered five straight Detroit is 32, 17 and one against the, against the Eastern conference. Dallas is 33, 17 against the West, but Dallas on the road is pretty good. 23 and 17 ATS, but 22, 16 and one for Detroit here. Mm-hmm. And the Pistons have been damn hot, man. Six of the last seven they've covered and they're covering not incredibly easily, but catching five win by four laying four and a half win by nine. Catching nine and a half, win by eight against Philly. Catching 13 and a half, lose by seven. Catching four and a half, lost by two. Catching five, they won by 21 against Atlanta. The Atlanta and the Philly games are the both the eye openers of like, they're still playing really, really hard. They're no not question. laying down. No question. Again, people have been listening to the show know this. And again, thank you all for listening to the show, watching the show, whatever you're doing. Hmm. Detroit Pistons. I think we have to take this out. Can't lay this. This is Mm -hmm. Detroit or nothing. Mm -hmm. Eight and a half, nine and a half. So like an eight and a half? Yeah. I got nine and a half. I think anything we, I don't know where it closes. I'm not sure it goes much lower. Right. No, I I think, I think the pros are on Detroit here. I think the public's going to be on Dallas and the pros are on Detroit. I don't think it goes much lower at all. I think it it might go back up, but I don't think so. I think it'll stay right here. Eight and a half is kind of where we're going to be. Right. In game, you may get a better number on Dallas. If you want to wait, you may get a better, you know, you might get a two or a three on Dallas. True. So if you like Dallas, I'd say wait, but I, I like the plus points and, and I'm going to try to middle this. I mean, I, I, I got out of that 
total last night by betting over two thirteen and a half for right. the Bulls and the Bucks. I'm going to do the same thing here. I'm going to look to take Dallas pick or Dallas minus one. Mm. Hopefully, you know, get off to a good mm-hmm. start and try to middle it and hit both bets. Is what That's I'm going to attempt, attempt to do. All right, one more. We already talked about Tiger missing the cut. So you you think Tiger makes the cut? I think Tiger misses the cut. Uh, Vancouver and Vegas tonight here. Total is six. Minus 120 for the Golden Knights against the uh, against Vancouver. The Canucks coming to town. There will be a lot of Canuck fans in town for this tonight. This is a traveling. This is an easy flight from Vancouver to get down here to Vegas. This is a circle game. But these two teams, Vancouver is behind Vegas in the standings. They're eight points behind. But Vancouver needs this. Vegas needs this. This is a playoff game to me, Dave. Under six goals tonight. Betting and yeah. booking it. Well, you got the only six. It's all five and a half. I was Fanduel. It was Fanduel. It was six last night. It was six <clears throat> at Fanduel this morning. Well, let's see. It's five and a half everywhere in Vegas. Wow. Um, yeah, five and a half over a quarter. I like under six. Interesting. So, all right, got a little value spread. there. Yeah, let's double check and see at Fanduel what we have. But Fanduel's um, still six. Is it really? Fans still six minus one twenty. I fans right now. Hmm. It's flat six. Wow. Haven't been doing that very often. I like oh, it. They're flat now. Flat numbers. Yeah. Yeah, they've been doing. They've been. They've been real reluctant to go on a flat number. Um, you know, it's either five and a half or six and a half. They really twist their arm when they get to seven. But I told you that hockey game yesterday <laughs> Leafs and I was watching it I couldn't I was I was out at, with, with Madeline for dinner and they had it on it had it on at where at Kona Grill and they had it on in the bar and like I looked down ate dinner ate dinner ate dinner looked up looked down wait what it was, it was like 5-1 and I look up it was 6-5 how the yeah. hell I had to go my phone like how the hell did this just happen what happened to Toronto? crazy? What happened in a couple of those third periods yesterday? The Penguins Shit. was another one. Goals, goals, goals. Three, two, and ended up six, four. Did hockey change rules? Like in the NFL, we talk about the DFS influence, influence, and the fact that you can't play defense anymore. You can't hit the quarterback. You can't, you know, guard anybody down the field. Blah blah blah. We know why offense had became has become the norm in football. Where did this come from with hockey? Um, because I don't know. I mean, this is I'm not. I'm not asking either as like a rhetorical. I, I honestly don't know where this came from. Where post COVID, there's no defense. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's not because there's more penalties called, but more penalties are being called, so there's more power plays. Okay, and I think just the style of play for some of the teams has changed so much. They're like the hell with this. Let's just try to score. Like, seriously, like you can tell they're not, I don't even think teams are protecting a one goal lead. Like they no. used to the bubble. You Remember know? the bubble bubble is like, I bet under first period, like, I don't know oh, how many times. So good. Oh I mean, gosh, I mean, betting so first good. period unders in the bubble was beautiful. It was like a guaranteed win. You bet five, you hit three, you were three and two each night. You get over on the juice and you won. Just like kept on click, click, click. It was like every day. And then now you're betting first period unders. Good overs. luck. You better, be, better be betting first period overs. Gabe and Cam and I talk Hell about yeah. it every day. 
there's seven games. Gabe will be like six of them are going over in the first period. And it happens. And they fly you over know? three, one, three, nothing. You get, you get two, one so many times, mm-hmm. like so many times. There's, it's weird. There's quick goals now. The goal in the first 10 minute prop, I mean, it's expensive. Right. It's a winner a lot. Yeah. There's a goal in the first 10 minutes a lot. But, but where yeah, did that this, come this from? Where, where, where did that come from? That that's not normal. No. Like a no. goal in the the goal in the second 10 minutes of, of a hockey game in the NHL was very, you know, one nothing after one, very consistent. It's why the one and a half number got put up by the books for so long. Because yeah. you just, hey, one nothing and you go to the second period. Now you're like surprised. Like, oh wow, only one goal in the first period. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's two one, three nothing, four. I mean, I we we've seen a game that have five goals in the first period. <laughs> Yeah. Five goals in the first period. What the I hell know. is going on with hockey? I don't know. It's it's. There's, I don't think you can attribute it to one thing, but it's definitely a, a thing where I'm not saying teams like went in a shell, but they play differently with a lead. They don't play differently with a lead. They're trying to score more, right? Instead of trying man to, rushes, you know, right? Protect it. Yeah, like we're pushing more. We got to get two. We got to get three. I don't know how many times used to see three goal lead was like the worst lead in hockey because it didn't two, happen that much. Two, yeah. But when like it two, was three nothing, it right. was like, okay, this team's, you know, dangerous could come back. Now you're like three nothing. You better score four because the other team's coming. Like it's weird. It's just and different. they're gonna pull the goalie with five minutes to go in the third period as oh, well. Yeah, that happens now. Like so it, if you're down three nothing, if you had a three nothing game going into the final five minutes, you bet the under. You could lose. Easy. You and could lose. Last week, I lost. It was going three one going into the. It was eight minutes to. There were eight minutes to play in the game. It was three to one, and I lost the under six. Right. That <laughs> never happens. Now that happens. Yes. It would be like a. It would be one of those like Sports Center lead stories. Like you will not believe what happened. Yeah. At the end of the. Now it's like yeah. Well yeah. They pulled the goalie. Again. Five minutes to yeah. go and two empty netters and one goal. Five two final. Wait, right. it was three one with eight minutes to play. Yeah, yeah five two final. It's annoying. Sucks. I was so mad. Like you, son of a bitch. Like what the yep. hell? Is, how did that oh. happen? How did that go down? You bastards. There's a mark. Oh, absolutely. All right. Favorite thing about today is what? Um. So, talking about baseball, when we were talking about the Phillies, I get a text yesterday. Bryson Stott, kid went to UNLV. Um, I worked with his brother, Brennan okay. at the book. So him and I got pretty close. Um, cool dude. His brother played at UNLV, got drafted by the Phillies, found out yesterday he made the big club. And so like, wow. The text came and it was like, dude. So in last summer, me, Kylie and Kelsey, Met Brennan in oh, Reading. I remember the picture. Yes. Yeah. So yes, we met yes, yes. Brennan and got to, you know, got the VIP experience with Bryson, went out on the field, took pictures, hung out with him after the game and all this stuff. And we had gone to see him play at UNLV back in the day. Wow. So we've seen this kind of progression. And, you know, I don't know the parents. I've never met. I, no, I did meet them once, but I don't know them. But I know right. Brennan a lot. And, you know, we've hung out, we've had lunches or whatever. And like, I got to know Bryson a little bit. He follows the kids on Instagram and they, you know, they go back and forth. So like, it was really cool today, you know, when we told the 
you know, the kids that you guys hear, Bryson is actually, he made the big league team. He's going to be hmm. on the Phillies. So we're planning the trip in the summer when nice. the Phillies are going to be in Arizona or when they're going to be in San Diego or in LA. And maybe we'll go and, you know, see them. And you get to talk to somebody who, you know, is playing and dressed in the big league field on the big Amazing. league dugout. Really, really cool story. And it just, you see the work. I mean, we've put in the work with coaching kids and all this stuff. And you get to see somebody who actually is going to live their dream and make it. Now, mm. all he's got to do is get playing time. And I think his kids, I think it's the sky's the limit for what Bryson is he? Because he outfielder, shortstop, came up as a shortstop, big kid, six foot three, like lefty bat, can hit, great arm. He's the number one draft pick. And he gets to play with Bryce Harper, who they played to Brennan played with. Bryce Harper and Bryson was the younger brother that was always hanging around. And now uh, Bryson's another Vegas kid. that's going to get to make it, you know, be in the big leagues. So just a really cool thing. And like this, literally this morning, Kelsey and I were like, um, do you think we should go to LA or San Diego or Arizona for the three game series or something wow. and see him play? And, you know, it's it's just it's a really cool story. So that's the best, the favorite thing about today so far is that. Who is the opening day shortstop for Philly? I don't know. Um, his name is. It's I the guy know. that was there last year, but I think Bryson is is a real legitimate shot. If he don't hit, Bryson's. I mean, that lineup's going to hit. Right. They may not ask him to hit the shortstop now. It begins with an E, I think. I can't remember the top of my head. But they had a couple different guys playing shortstop last year, so. right? It's, it's like I'm, I'm like top man. I'm like, who's playing short short for the Phil? I don't even know who's short for the Phillies. Yeah. Um, Segura, was Segura is playing second. Yeah. Shortstop is Gregor- oh Didi Gregorius. So mm-hmm. Bryson Scott is so he's behind a veteran. He's behind a guy they're paying a lot of money, but he, he's a 32 yeah. year old dude who's only hit 209 last year, and his glove Didi's got a hit to justify playing. His glove's not great. Right. You mean, I mean, that's why, I mean, with the Yankees, that's why they, they drafted him to be an offensive weapon. Like he's, and he batted 209 with 13 home runs last year. So, but they also have, I mean, they've got Bryson Scott, Bryson Scott starting at third base. This is, this is the thing. He may actually do that because that kid at third base, can't remember his name off the top of my head either, but he struggled so much at the plate. And he was making errors. It, it was it was leading to too many long innings and stuff. So, and he throws right. Know. That's left, but he throws right, so he can be a third baseman. No sweat. Yep. Six three, two hundred pounds would lead you to be a third baseman more like anyway. I mean, long term, he probably would wind up at third anyway. So, if he hits, he will. He's very athletic. He's a really good. He's a really good shortstop. I mean, that's it's, super it's cool. Just really cool. Yeah. ESPN's got him as on the depth chart. They've got him as the starting third baseman for the Phillies. I know. So there <laughs> you go. He crazy. may he may be he may be starting opening day for them. Pretty wild. Yes. Another UNLV yes. kid. Huge feather in the cap for that. Un, another baseball program success for that UNLV Rebel baseball program. Man, they yep. turned out a lot of really good kids. A lot of really talented. Yeah. A lot of really talented it is players. Such a grind. I mean, it is such a grind. It's crazy. Oof. Saw the saw the travel, and you know, I mean, he got drafted in COVID, you Damn. know, and then it he, got shut well, down. He made, he made quick. He two years, he's up. <clears throat> yeah, 
Wow, that's great. Yeah, this would have been he, his third year. In he the went minors. through the minors fast. Yeah. Do you know where his signing bonus was? Uh, it was a lot. So they, they they planned on bringing him up fast. Okay. Ideally, yes. So, I mean, it's always the game. If you give a, if you give a kid a 10 million. choice overall. So he probably got 5 million. Six million. I, I mean, four point. I think it was yeah. four point five. So then, yeah. So then they they want to fast track him. I mean, that's when you put the slot in there. When you commit that money there, you got to get him up right. quick. You got to get him to, to, yeah. to the minors pretty fast. So wow, that's yeah. awesome. That's an awesome yeah. story. Well, that's well, there we go. We got a kid to watch now in the Phillies. Another reason why to watch the Phillies and Bryce can mentor him. That's well, what a win win that is. Both them come back. Can't home wait to, to have him on the show too because he's such a character. Let's do it. I love to talk Bryce to the kid. Will be, he'll be great on the show. I told him that last summer. I'm like, you know, I'm going to have you on. He's like, yeah, but I can't talk. I'm like, just talk about baseball. You don't have yeah. to talk about gambling. Just come no. and talk about baseball. Just talk about anything. Talk about you coming up to the minors and playing college ball at UNLV. Right. Just, exactly. you're just playing, playing ball for the Rebels. So, and just, now you're on yeah. Bryce Harper's team, another Rebel, which is pretty damn cool. That's, that's very cool. Uh, for me, so I don't know. I don't know if your kids have as many off days and half days as my kid does, but Madeline's going to be home here in 15 minutes. It's bizarre. <laughs> kids, kids get out. So, I mean, she has a half day today. I'm like, why do you have a half day today? I don't know. Yeah, I have a half day today. Okay. So <laughs> she gets to come to class with me today. So it's always nice. a real fun treat when she gets to come in and like, you know, this is where I learn because she hangs out with one of my former students so one of my former students, Madeline thinks is like the greatest kid in the world. And she's a super sweet, very young, very fun, bubbly personality. She's 19 years old. And like Maddie thinks it, it's, it's, like the, it's the big sister she never had. Mm-hmm. So like all she cares about is like, is Brie going to be there? Is Brie going to be there? I'm like, I don't know. She comes in every day. So maybe she'll be there. Maybe she won't be there. They showed up with candy and balloons on my birthday. My class was like, what the hell? <laughs> like oh. former students are bringing me, bring me presents. So Maddie is going to be walked around campus today if Bree is there and get the whole like VIP tour experience. And she thinks she owns the entire place. And she drops this line. You tell me how much trouble I'm in when my daughter drops this line. So Bree says to me, she pulls, pulls me aside and says, hey, we went into, um, into a hallway that Madeline walked into a professor, her, the office. And she just started talking to the person. And so Brie was like, hey, you can't just like walk into a office like you got to like knock or like people were working like we're just walking around campus here. You can't just like run roughshod of this. And then and Madeline turns and looks to her and, and says, I'm cute. People let me do, do stuff all the time. And I'm just like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> she knows the gig already that like, oh, no. I'm cute. I get to do things like that is I think that was the term she used. I'm cute. I get oh, to do things boy. like that. <laughs> oh boy. And I went to her said, did you hear somebody say that to you? And she said, well, mommy says to me all the time that I'm cute. So I can get away with stuff. Mm. And I'm like, yeah. Humility is going to be a difficult thing to teach you kid. <laughs> We're going to have to teach you. <laughs> Have her spend a weekend over here. Oh, goodness. We'll cure that real quick. (laughs) You spend a weekend here at this house, you'll be humbled. (laughs) Humility. You will forget that line, even if it ever existed. I was like, you did not just say that to me. I'm cute. People let me do things. I get to to get away with things. 
Man, you're and gonna so, have to wear that bad guy had a lot. Oh, uh, and Brie, like, and Brie gave her. Brie was like, <laughs> she gave her. Of up. course. She's then like, she hands her back to you. That's what girl. everybody does at Exit on. Like, oh yeah, she's cute. <laughs> Here you go. See you later. <laughs> I love. I was like. She goes, your daughter, and she knows what's up already. I'm like, yeah, that's not the way the world works. Okay, it's together yeah, is the way the world works. I'm like, no, that's the way the world works. I don't want my daughter to know that's the way the world works. Okay, she's seven. Don't oh, want her to know seven. this. Damn it. Yeah, she'll be eight, whatever, in three months. So there we go. So Madeline <laughs> will have another experience today of walking around and getting away with things she's not supposed to be getting away with. She's gonna wear her hat. I guarantee she'll wear the hat. She better wear the hat. Hundred percent. I just I can't wear the hat it's uh, she can wear the hat i can't wear the hat so uh, i'll get some dean who will be like um excuse me but why are you promoting a sports gambling show and you're <laughs> it's like what do you mean i it's, i put the kids on hey, we're talking about this sh- we're talking about class in Army. unlv Come on. we're talking about unlv baseball we're giving you're giving yeah. the, the rebels some 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 props so all right guys masters tomorrow will be on tiger will be on the course during the show tomorrow so this is gonna yes. be fun so we can watch the Masters with you guys. Second screen it with us, okay? So first screen it with the Masters. I get it. I understand. But second screen it with us so you guys can follow along. We'll give you updates. We'll watch Tiger. We'll talk about the live odds. The East Coast books are going to be running all sorts of <laughs> numbers on Tiger. Built the entire damn round on Tiger. This is where live betting, if you could live bet around, this would be the number would be through the roof. Tiger, birdie, par, bogey, betting it, fairway, green, green and regulation. Oh, my. I didn't even Cute. think about that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine the market tomorrow you could have with Tiger Woods playing golf? You could bet every damn time you touch, touch the club, you could bet what happens next and the books would have a gigantic handle. So I can we'll, tell you this. I'm going on MLB network in the morning before our show. Tomorrow. Right. They want to ask me about the Tiger props. Of like course. Everyone is talking yep. about it. Yep. It's the number one thing tomorrow going on <laughs> in the world. One In the world tomorrow. As I told you, bigger than opening day. It's a bigger deal than opening day. It's not even close. You're right about that. It's it's, a, it's bigger than opening day. And I and I love opening day. And opening day is tomorrow. But tomorrow is Tiger Day. Tomorrow is not opening day. Tomorrow is Tiger Day. So, <laughs> sorry, MLB. That's why I think the Red Sox Yankees are smart. Postpone the game. Get out of the way. Play on Friday. They'll have a big audience on Friday. But Thursday morning, uh-uh. Tiger tees off at like 2.30, something on Friday. Perfect. First pitch for Fenway Park. I think first pitch is like one o'clock. Or sorry, at Yankee Stadium is like one o'clock. So they yeah. have the game more than half over by the time Tiger tees off. It's very smart. Right now, Tiger under 72 and a half, 73 and a half. 73 and a half is the number, right? It was Going 74 over. and a half last night. Really? Went up. Circa was 74 and a half last night. No, it went down. Circa started at 76 and a half. It's gone down two strokes. Oh, wow. Okay. Going over or under 74 and a half. 74 is the number. I don't, I wouldn't touch it at seven at 76 and a half. I'm on under. I think he shoots 74. Two over. I think he shoots 73. One over. Okay. Yeah. I, I think he's right around there. One or two over is what he'll shoot in my, in, in my opinion tomorrow. So if you got the 75, 76, 77, I like that 74 and a half. I wouldn't touch. I think that's right where that's the number should number. be. Yeah. So that's a, that's, a, that's a tough number to get into. We're back tomorrow. Don't miss the show. Should be a ton of fun. Subscribe. Dave, Matt, Thursday's Boston University of the Book. We'll talk to you tomorrow.